Good morning, Lee. Hey there, Tara. Well, there is a kind of crime that they do care about in New York City. Oh, really? Yeah, only one, though. New York City on track to ban Tide Pods. Well, of course. The laundry detergent pack. Now, no word on if you've got, like, say, an illegal immigrant, I don't know, international gang slinging Tide Pods on the to- on the corner. Yeah. You know, like selling them out of the trunk. Yeah. Like, if, if they're illegals, I mean, they do have liberal privilege, so it's not clear. I don't know if they will enforce it at that time. But for the rest of us who do not have liberal privilege, yeah. Listen to what this could cost you. This is the the uh, the bill uh, that they have, the potential legislation, would make it illegal to sell any pods and laundry sheets if they're made from polyvinyl alcohol. Fines for selling the pods would start at $400, double for a second violation, and top off at $1,200, unless you're an illegal immigrant, in which case just beat down the cop who tries to arrest you and it'll all be cool. Anyway... Um, yes, but other than that, just don't sell the Todd. Well, thank goodness government's (laughs) trying to protect us from having to do laundry. Yes. And they're also trying to protect uh, the illegals as well as other miscreants uh, and various criminal types should you run into them, which you increasingly have a likelihood of doing given our wide open border. It's amazing to me that they are letting these people in. We don't know who they are. They could be terrorists. And while literally trying to disarm the American people simultaneously, mm-hmm. credit card companies um, are moving forward with tracking codes in California. Well, of course. So this is going to get them into your credit card in California. And the, there's two things that this does. The bill is passed in California, so now they have to track. So this will only be in California for now. But it does two things. The codes before weren't specific. These are more specific codes. If you're buying ammo, you're buying a gun. Because, you know, some people, you could go to a gun store and not buy a gun. People yeah. buy a lot of stuff there that are right. not guns. So um, they will be notified and collect the data on you, which is, of course, a backdoor gun registry. They know you've got a gun in your home. They want the list of the homes. Yeah, it's funny. They're not super concerned, though about illegals bringing guns in like we found out about the deal that uh, was cut between the FBI the DEA and the Sinaloa cartel that they could bring as much drugs and guns into the country as they would like and they'd be totally left alone as long as supposedly they ratted out their fellow cartels um, to the federal government they would get protected Uh, and that deal was cut under Barack Obama we found out about it from Fox News in 2011 and I always looked at that like what You don't, no, you don't have to, no, you don't have to let them commit crime to get them to rat out their competitors. I think they'll probably do it for free because they don't want to have competitors. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't need to let them traffic an unlimited number of guns and drugs. And probably today it's, it's people into the country, but they did, they did it in 2011. And that's what Fast and Furious was part Mm -hmm. of. I did a podcast on it last week in, you know, saying, I, I bet this is still going on. That, that cartel of Sinaloa has absolute total protection. Um, from the federal government to bring this stuff in here. So they're letting this stuff come in. They're letting it walk over, but they're only interested in disarming us. Why? I don't know. But every transaction at a gun store in California will now be cataloged, turned over to the government by the credit card companies. Well, between California and Hawaii, you're just not... <laughs> Having much um, luck defending yourself in this I'm country. I'm still reeling from Hawaii. Yeah. I mean, 
I have so many questions and it's very hard to find any answers. Okay, this guy's going to be a felon now, even though he violated, I, I mean, he's a felon for carrying a gun in public in Hawaii. Um, yeah, because that does not comply with the Aloha yeah. spirit. That's literally their argument. It does not comply with the spirit of Aloha. Well, that's not a, that's not like a court case you can cite. That's not like, yeah. a, like, a, like a rule or a legal precedent. That's just like, wow. That almost sounds like a theological um, feeling. It is. It's a feeling. They say that the rules were come up with, the rules being the, you know, Bill of Rights, by um, founders who they don't relate to. So, and they only joined uh, the, the, the nation in 1959. They don't relate to it. So they're not going to do the Second Amendment anymore. Now, what does that even mean? Here's the thing. That is going to be so fascinatingly when you look at the Supreme Court ruling. Okay, right now it only applies to carrying a gun for self-defense, right? Right. So theoretically, you could still have one in your house, I guess. I mean, but if the ruling is Second Amendment, no, we're getting rid of it. Well, can you still have a gun in your house in Hawaii? I I don't know this morning. I'm not not real sure. But I think you're going to see a lot of liberal states do this after the election. They're not going to do it before because they know guns are popular, including with Democrats. They won't stop there. No, it'll go. They go right into First Amendment, um, and taking care, taking taking credit, care of that. I mean, like if you look at the state of New York partnering with the FBI to begin investigating social media posts for disinformation and basically politically incorrect harassment. I mean, you can't do that, or can they? Are they going to just take no. the Hawaii model and say, you know, wh- who's going to stop us if the Democrats retain control of the presidency from here on out? Who is going to stop that? I mean, it's an excellent question. I don't know that anybody will. And they're just like, okay, well, we'll just do whatever. That's what this is more of that. This is California going, yes, we think we will track these gun purchases. And it totally is is backdoor. So That's almost front door. Yeah, I just wish the Democrat Party had this level of zeal for tracking gun trafficking over the border and yeah. stopping gun trafficking and stopping the trafficking of violent individuals into our country. That might actually save some lives, but, yeah. you know, like they're, the, they're not really concerned about that. The almost 2 million people that we know are gotaways because we have sensors in the ground. That's why we have such specific numbers. So almost 2 million since Joe Biden took office. Um, so, like, where are they? Seems a little more important to me than mm-hmm. maybe tracking where people buy guns, especially since they just don't seem to care when mentally ill individuals get guns. So, I mean, I, I don't know that this will change anything. But it is a wild time in America. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, um, they are literally null. You know what the good side of this is, though? I, I was thinking about this. When conservatives get a look at Hawaii doing things like, Second Amendment, not here, not doing yeah. that anymore. It's going to begin to build an expectation, I think, Lee, that we're looking at our governors going, why are you putting up with their, right. with their crazy crap? Yeah. Tell them no. Just say no, 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 that federal law, no, that one, you know, that's unconstitutional. We're not doing that. Well, all they have to do is look south of Florida. Yeah, really. I and, mean, uh, there's an example for you, Columbia. Yeah. There, there's how you do it. And Republicans in a lot of these states have been hiding behind law and order. And that's why when Ken Paxton was here, I challenged him. I was like, you know, Biden keeps getting these court rulings against him. Texas wins. And then he just ignores it, goes right on doing what he's doing. And Ken Paxton said, well, we can't do that. We're law and order. Well, okay, but people are going to begin to expect it if they see the Democrats doing it. You know, last I checked, federal government still doesn't have access to that um, Park and Eagle Pass, Texas, do they? No, they don't. Yeah. No, they don't. Yeah. And what's it been, about three weeks now? Yeah. 
So, um, and that's good. I love that yep. Abbott is doing something right. to build expectations of no, no, we don't have to be law order. Because think about this for a minute, okay? Suppose you are, I mean, just, I don't know if there is one, but suppose you're a red city in Hawaii. And the state's saying, hey, we're not doing the, we're not doing the Second Amendment anymore. Right. We're not doing that. Supreme Court ruled it. State Supreme Court. Um, and you're like, to heck with that. Yeah, we are. Len what? State's going to crack down on you? Or wh- what are we going to do here? Because we're going to have to start answering these questions in the coming year if the Democrats yep. keep a hold of the executive branch. And I don't know that there's any real good answers to it other than total fragmentation of the country. Mm-hmm. The problem is there's so many red areas and blue states and blue areas and red states. I don't even know. I don't know what it's going to come to. Yeah. But the wheels are coming off. And again, that could be a good thing. Okay. Because here's the thing. We live under a lot of tyranny that the founders have been like, what? Wait a minute. The federal government's telling you you can't drill your natural gas? Why? Why would they do that? They don't have the right to do that. They can only, write, they can only regulate trade across borders. You can, deal, you can drill all day long if you want in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Well, we could if we had We a pretend we can't, though. Governor of the legislature that believed in that. We pretend we can't, but we can't. We pretend that somehow the Department of Education can dictate to us how we educate our children. That doesn't even involve cross-border no. trade. I mean, tell me that we pretend the EPA has all these powers that they don't have. So much pretending. Mm-hmm. So if the American people ever got the idea like, hey, we don't have to go along with that. A lot of Republican rhinos would be in a lot of trouble. They couldn't hide behind that anymore. Well, I'm an law and order guy. I do what the court says. Yeah, well, the court's wrong. Well, this can, I don't know what kind of ministers they have up in Connecticut. But I don't think they have this kind down here. Do you see this? Oh, my Lord. 63-year-old Methodist pastor in Connecticut, literally putting the meth in Methodist. Reverend Herbert Miller. Arrested Friday after police found meth in the vehicle he was driving. He also had a suspended registration. Members of the community alerted them to a suspicious incident involving Reverend Miller. It's unclear what that is, but that's how cops zeroed in on him. He had meth in both rock and liquefied forms and an uh, array of needles for injection. Anyway, he was the pastor at the Woodbury United Methodist Church, but they've removed him from the website. Yeah, other reporting on this gets even crazier. He was selling the meth. But he could, he would also give it away if you'd let him watch you play piano. He preferred to watch men do this. So, very busy guy. I don't know how he found the time to run the church, but um, not going to really be a part of that church anymore. Putting the meth in Methodist. These are crazy times we live in. Okay, meanwhile, new study by the Daily Caller's Investigative Foundation. That decline in military recruits, it's almost entirely a decline in white people joining the military. In fact, almost all of it could be attributed to that. And the numbers are stark. I mean, these are these are these are really big numbers. And this has happened really fast. Fiscal last time this was normal was fiscal year 2018, 44,000 new recruits to the army, right? We're white. 44,000. Fast forward to 23 and it's just 25,000. 
So it drops from 44,000 new recruits who are white in 2018 down to 25,000. Now, black army recruitment's up slightly, so is Hispanic. But the rest now, you know what I think a lot of this is? I think that white men overwhelmingly tend to be conservative more than other groups anyway, which is why the left hates them. And I think it's because military leaders have made it really clear um, that if you share that political belief system that half the country does, you are not welcome in the military and you may even be investigated for your social media posts. So just don't join. Oh, and by the way, you have to get that shot or else, you know, the one that gives you myocarditis, according to the CDC, except they hid that. Yeah. So uh, this is inevitable. You're watching the purging of the military. It really began with Barack Obama. He got rid of over 100 high-ranking who just weren't liberal. They were pushed out. And now this is them pushing that down to get to the level uh, with the recruits. And look, when you look at the stories, I mean, just how many, and you would pay attention to this if you were going to join the military. And we've got the Navy using the military code of conduct to prosecute criminally prosecute people who misgender people or don't use the proper pronoun. People are just like, you know what? I, I give up. I'm just going to work in the factory where I live. I, I'm just going to become a police officer. I give up. And that was the intent. That was the design of it. When you have actual transgender people in uniform doing recruitment while in drag and doing their makeup, people just can't relate to that. And by relate to that, I mean how politicized it is. The military didn't used to be politicized like this. It really didn't. But it is now, and it's only in one direction. It's really clear. Unless you are woke, you're not welcome here. And I think it looks like they've gotten a message. That's not good. Especially not when we have Muslim men on the border giving interviews saying that they are here to join the military, and specifically that they expect to be Marines, which is weird since they're illegal immigrants. I'm not sure why they think that they are going to be allowed to join the military. I don't know. Maybe um, they got a hold of the Dick Durbin uh, interview on this uh, where he said, you know, we really need to solve this crisis by just inducting illegals into the military. Take a listen. Senator Dick Durbin. He's a Democrat. My colleague from the state of Illinois has legislation which addresses one aspect of that. Her bill, and I hope I describe it accurately, says that if you're an undocumented person in this country and you can pass the physical and the required test, background test, the like, you can serve in our military, and if you do it honorably, we will make you citizens of the United States. Do we need that? Do you know what the recruiting numbers are at the Army and the Navy and the Air Force? They can't reach their quotas each month. They can't find enough people to join our military forces. And there are those who are undocumented who want the chance to serve and risk their lives for this country. Undocumented. Should we give them a chance? I think we should. Uh, yeah, I love how they talk about this, Democrats do. Like, they just, they had documents, but they lost them. Just undocumented. But other than that, they're normal Americans. <laughs> okay. And some somewhere the... Um, the, the Democrat Party has communicated this uh, to the organizations that are bringing in these illegals um, because they're ready to join the military. They're ready to join the, the, the Marines, and they're telling people that at the border, uh, which is absolutely nuts. I had that audio right here, but now I can't find it. Hold on. 
Uh, so they expect, they, they just have this expectation that that's exactly what they're, um, you know, going to be doing. Uh, this is Jeff Rainforth's um, reporting. He does an excellent job live on the border. And he is asking a group of Muslim men who are illegally breaching our border, in other words, committing a crime in front of his face, what are you here for? When you get to New York, you do for work. What do? Work. Uh, um, uh, U.S. military. You, are you going to go to the military? Yeah. Marines. Marines. Military Marines. So you're, you're going to yes. go to the Marines? Yeah, right. military. Military. My okay. work favorite. Can you make it very difficult? Is it okay? Are you yeah. strong? Yeah. You're very strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> The Marines, the, the Marines, the Marines are very tough. Marines are maintained. Thank you, thank you, man. Thank you, my big bro. So, no big deal. We will have recruits. Um, just not the kind America's ever seen before. People who really should be deported, but that's okay. More right-wing domestic terrorism, or fake domestic terrorism. I don't know if anybody's keeping track of the number of trans shootings that have gone on or were attempted, because somebody should be tracking this. Transgender community is, um, in terms of shooters, I mean, this is a tiny community relative to the size of the country. Let me read this to you. Because it starts back in 2018, Aberdeen school shooter, transgender. Okay, kind of uh, isolated, not a lot after that until about 2022. The Highland Park shooting. Remember that one? We were told that was a Trump supporter. We're always told that. Trump supporter, because in one photo on his social media, he had a Trump flag. He was clearly mocking it. Media didn't talk about the other photos on his social media where he was dressed as a girl, complete with pigtails and pink hair. In fact, he did the whole shooting in a dress, and he targeted a 4th of July parade, a real weird thing for a Magus reporter to be doing because there aren't going to be liberals at a 4th of July parade. Why would they be there? It's a celebration of the country. Now, if you're looking for something MAGA to shoot up, you go right for a 4th of July parade. And anyway, he, she, who, by the way, did the shooting in a dress was told to do it by liberal Democrat mayor at the time of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, who said that trans and LGBTQ people should pick up guns. This person didn't shot, shot up the place. Seven died, 48 injured. Well, that was July of 22. The next one was in November of 22. Colorado spring shooter, non-binary, killed five, injured 19. Then the next one after that, 2023, let me tell you what, it got hopping. Nashville school shooter, March of 23, six dead. And then it really took off. Because remember what happened after that. The White House all but celebrated the shooter. Still went forward with the Trans Day of Vengeance, even having people on the White House lawn to celebrate. Trans Day of Vengeance, that's like something, that's not like something you do in the middle of a mass shooting. Vengeance. For what? I don't know. And then... And think about this, if you are a transgender person, you are 
If you're going through some tough mental times, you're not a happy person to begin with. And you watch liberal activists in an insurrection take over. Because remember, this happened. The Nashville State Legislature, on your behalf, one of the most appalling things I've ever seen. They're, they've got uh, they've got seven fingers up, saying there's seven victims, seven victims, seven victims. But what? Well, when the trans shooter went to the Christian church and killed three adults and three children, that only adds up to six. They're saying that the shooter, him herself, was a victim too. Of what? I don't know. So what is that? That is people affirming you, to use a word the left would recognize. That is it. That is people celebrating you. You finally have your own fan club. You know how intoxicating that is to these people? People who are isolated, people who are already kind of mentally ill and don't have a lot of friends? Wow, I'd have to go out, but I could go out as a hero because you will be on the left. And a lot of these people are celebrated by these TikTok accounts. So the Aberdeen school shooter, I knew this was going to happen. It was going to be a disaster. I mean, the White House all but celebrated the person. Remember, never even called the families of the victims. What was next after that? Well, there's going to be more, obviously. Uh, within days, the Denver school shooting, another transgender occurred. That was a copycat. Uh, nobody died in that one, thank God, but two were injured. That was followed close on the heels by the Iowa school shooting. Uh, that was this January. That was a transgender gender fluid person uh, who had a lot of militant pro-LGBT postings. Uh, he only killed one, thank God, uh, but uh, injured seven. Beautiful little boy was killed. Uh, so that was January, and it looks like it's speeding up because we just had another one, the Lake the Lakewood Church shooter, also transgender. That is incredible. Do you realize that is seven transgender shootings since 2018 and six since 2022? Since July of 2022? And again, some of these initially identified as MAGA. Never corrected, like the Highland Park shooter, who is no way, no hell MAGA. Not even close. This latest shooter uh, who shot up Joel, or tried to shoot up Joel Osteen's church probably would have been a bloodbath if it wasn't for the quick actions of two off-duty police officers. Whew. Gets a child. Do you know what? It goes in there with um, a long gun with Palestine on it. Using a child as, you know what this reminded me of? Palestine. What would you know to do if that's who you follow? Palestinians. You'd use children as human shields. It's what they do. That's what this individual did. Now, go look at the social media because the shoot, the mainstream media won't. That'll blow you away. It really will. This person starts off as Jeffrey, transitions to be a woman, changes their name while committing all kinds of crimes, is a migrant, by the way. I don't, I don't know what that means in this context. I don't know if that means illegal immigrant. Media use the term migrant. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, and then, get this, is then pictured having converted to Islam as a transgender woman? This person knows they don't let you do that in Muslim countries, right? Like, that's not a thing. Probably not. They're all brainwashed on TikTok. All this, this whole generation of people, of kids. So the, one of the last photos is this individual in a hijab. 
they have converted to Islam. Pick up a gun with Palestine and go to Austin's church in Houston. Here's the thing about that church. It's known as being very pro-Israel, which is apparently a problem for the left. So you've got all of these leftist elements here. You've got social media riddled with Black Lives Matter. This person was a big fan of Black Lives Matter, this uh, Lakewood church shooter. Transgender individual. Uh, hardcore Malcolm X rhetoric. And then Palestine in the conversion. Come on. This is left-wing stuff. Six of these since midway through 2022. Folks, they are becoming radicalized. Their violence is celebrated on social media, and they're picking up guns. They are picking up guns. And we're being told it's white supremacists doing this. It's white supremacists doing this. Unbelievable. Texture rates. Um, I haven't heard these shootings were done by people confused about their gender. They are. See, what we do on this show, if you notice, when Houston, when Lakewood broke, I said nothing about this yesterday. I didn't have anything to say. I never do. I just stand back. I let the media tell their lies. And then I wait for the local reporting. I'll go back the next few days after a shooting and I'll go into the local reporting because you'll, you'll get a more honest coverage from local and you'll see whatever the media is obfuscating, lying about, or blacking out. That's how I found out about the Highland Park shooter. You wouldn't know the Highland Park shooter did the shooting dressed as a woman, dressed as a woman on his her social media, like pink pigtails, y'all, and hated Trump supporters. They told you he was a white male MAGA guy. You say, lie. They lie. By the way, Houston PD, what a bunch of buffoons did an entire investigation to determine, you ready for this? To figure out what the proper pronoun was to use for the shooter. She has utilized both male and female names, but through all of our investigation to this point, talking with individuals, interviews, documents, Houston Police Department reports, she has been identified this entire time as female, she, her, and so uh, we are identifying her as Genesee Moreno, Hispanic female. Yeah, that's the PD, the chief of the PD in Houston there. Just want to make sure he gets the pronouns right. By the way, he says after this very long investigation, he has absolutely no idea why the individual would do this. It's so confusing. Could it be the now standard on the left, anti-Semitic writings? Hmm. Could it be the whole Twitter account, the whole Instagram account, the whole TikTok account? full of pro-Black Lives Matter rhetoric, pro-Palestinian rhetoric, anti-Jewish rhetoric, and pro-trans rhetoric? Could it be that? Nah, we'll never know. No, literally, ABC News wrote that this morning. A motive behind the Sunday afternoon shooting has not been determined. Of course, it never will be because it's a left-winger who did it. This is becoming a pattern, folks. Whoa, this is a high-stakes week for Donald Trump and for us, by extension. Two courthouses, two blocks apart, two New York judges could ruin Donald Trump's week and really life this week. One of them is Juan Merchan. Um, He is expected to schedule the criminal trial, the first criminal trial uh, of Trump. And that trial, which is the Alvin Bragg trial, is expected to be scheduled for as early as next month. In fact, Bragg has said that that's when he wants to do it. He wants to start at March. So that's 34 felonies. 
So raising the specter, Trump might end up behind bars um, because he doesn't have much of a record in that one. Um, he, if he does go behind bars, it'll be limited, but he could. So we could know by the end of the week when the first trial will be. And if it's the Alvin Bragg one, I mean, it would be, it'd be a felony trial. The following day, uh, the second judge, Arthur Engeron, Joe Biden donor, great guy. He uh, oversaw the former president's civil fraud trial, which he was convicted of fraud. But in that case, it carries civil and not criminal penalties, but they'll use it in the campaign commercials anyway. Convicted of fraud. Anyway, he's weighing whether to, you know, what, well, what the penalty will be. We, we know there will be one. We just don't know how much. Uh, the prosecutor in that case is asking for $370 million, given that Trump only has roughly $500 million cash on hand. That could be a huge problem. And the Democrats are going for the maximum number to curb his ability to self-fund like he did in 2016, his campaign. Um, The prosecutor was not asking for him to be stripped of his businesses. The judge just threw that in for fun, I think. So he's looking at losing his entire business empire, his license to do business in New York, period. And then that would kick his businesses into the court where somebody would manage the sale of those, the parceling off of the businesses, breaking them up and selling them which the media was laughing is going to be a fireside sale. He's going to get very little for them because they're all branded with the Trump name. That's their value. Plus, you're going to have a liberal selling them. So he's just, he's, it's, it's a lot. I mean, he could literally be facing being broke by the end of the week. Of course, he could appeal it. He could appeal, but it's the New York system. I mean, it's all controlled from top to bottom by Democrats. So that's what's going on with him. So it's got to be a nerve wracking week for Trump. And he is blowing off steam in the best way possible. He's attending. Fannie Willis's corruption, I'm sorry, misconduct allegation hearing. That's right. With Trump's own attorney, long-term attorney, Alan Dershowitz, warning that Fannie Willis could face criminal charges for lying in affidavit. And yeah, so what's happening this week? She said, oh yeah, that affair that I had uh, with that guy I hired to prosecute Trump and paid him way more than the other prosecutors. And then we went on vacation with the laundered money. That guy, yeah, I didn't start my relationship with him until after I hired him. But the judge is supposed to hear from at least one, maybe more witnesses. We know there's one uh, who says, no, no, no. They were openly dating way before that. In other words, she hired her boyfriend. This is a guy who has a family law experience, but not RICO law experience. This is a RICO lawsuit. So, going to be an interesting week in lawfare. And... Gross criminality. And in in Dershowitz is right. By the way, the judge the 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 judge in this case, uh, this week, uh, two days ago, wait, no, it's yet that would have been Monday. Yeah. So, uh, raised the specter of her removal from this court case, uh, from the Fannie Willis case uh in the state of Georgia. So, um, and I think she'll ultimately be removed. So the thing for Trump, this was okay, this was supposed to be the final fireworks display. Okay, so the way that this was scheduled, Trump was supposed to be facing the felony charges there, RICO style, on election day in the weeks leading up to election day. He would be completely captive to Fannie. She could dictate, you know, his moves, what he did with his days, what he said. She was looking forward to that. But she herself may be headed to prison, which is so refreshing. Anyway, um, that's where that is. So it looks like even if that trial goes forward, don't be surprised if it does. 
by the time they get done with all that legal wrangling, um, odds are he's not going to be in her courtroom in the weeks leading up to the election. It would have to be after. So that's where it stands.